broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. This is Unnecessary Roughness. You got to score points to win. You can't win without scoring points. Touchdown Raiders! He went right through the line and gives Vegas a touchdown to extend the lead. Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. Here's your boy Q. We've been going fast and furious here on today's show. We're already in hour number three. Now, we're going to be here for quite a while as Monday Night Football is going to be taking the screens over, looking at Joe Buck and Troy Aikman, ESPN's new Monday Night Football crew. They're going to be on the call tonight, and you can watch the whole game right here at the Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino. And, man, this place is actually getting pretty busy, man. I, I look up, and I realize it's a it's a Monday night. It's the first, first uh, Monday Night Football game of the 2022 season. And it's pretty active and busy, man. So uh, come on by, hang out. We got the bartenders here ready to serve you up some drinks. Pour them up, pour them up like Rihanna would do. Got some great food specials right across from the way from us. It's all kind of good specials. You can get some buckets. You can get some $2 drink specials. I got some prizes to give out. Got everything going on. What? I mean, this is like an extended weekend, right? We had the weekend. We had uh, college football on Saturday. We had NFL Sunday. And then we got NFL tonight. So uh, extend the weekend and come hang out with us at the Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino. Got a lot to get to in this last hour. You'll hear from Devontae Adams. You'll hear from Darren Waller. You'll hear from Jermaine Illuminor, all post-game in the Raiders locker room. Really good to get that locker room access. So you'll hear all that coming up this hour. But first, we want to hear from you, 702-365-9200. Let's talk to our guy, Passionate Raider. Welcome to the show, my man. What's on your mind? What's up, Q, man? Hey man, I'm just I'm just over here still like, you know, just going back and thinking about it, Q man, you know, the same things from last year with the with, with the same quarterback, man. I mean, we go through the whole preseason with no turnovers, Q, with our second and third strings. We come out with our first strings with a guy who's a nine year vet. Let's he's not no rookie. He ain't no second or third year. He's none of that, man. This is nine years with professional players, man. And and all I'm saying, man, is we were sold and told a different product than what he showed us on that field. Yeah, we understand, you know, like the caller said about feeding Devontae, you know, you know, like playing the Madden game, but no one ever liked playing that one Madden guy who keeps hitting the A button real quick and getting up, getting up, getting up, getting up, doing the same play, man. And, and to see that yesterday with the weapons that he has, Q, and again, just like last year, Q, it turned over into game one of this year. The last four games last year, Derek was our weakest link. I don't care if we drove down and got a field goal. His turnovers, 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 and our defense kept us there. The same thing yesterday. The defense kept us there the whole second half, kept it close from his mistakes. These aren't mistakes that are just, oh, whoops, a ball bounced off the shoulder pad and fell into the hand. No, these were, these were bad mistakes. And then when you know you just heard Ryan Clark say about the buyback, preseason wasn't good there. It was, you know, I don't know, Q. This isn't what, this isn't, I hope this isn't the beginning of another year where we have everyone already talking about, oh, the old line of this, the old this. But you know what? They put some stats out this morning on morning tailgate. Derek had the top, top 10 was the offensive lineman in the NFL yesterday. Three of them were rated in the top 10 in PPF grade. I mean, the guy had two point was it fourth or fifth longest in the pocket yesterday to throw the ball? It wasn't that he did not have time to throw the ball, man. He was trying to be too 
cocky, in my opinion, and thought he was going to go out there with Devontae and just do what he thought he could do. And just like every year, someone always catches on to his stuff and shuts it down, and then he's a deer in the headlights again, Q. We can't have another year with this. I don't care who it is. I am a Raiders fan. I don't care what your last name is on the jersey. It's about just win, baby. And if you can't get it done because of stuff you're still doing in year nine, if you can't get it done, sometimes you just can't fix stupid you. And I'm on my knees right now praying that Dallas is calling us and offering us something stupid for that man because I wouldn't be mad. All right, good stuff, good stuff. And I don't think that uh, the Cowboys are on the phone trying to get uh, D.C. Uh, they got they got Dak Prescott returning at some point. You know, I know he's going to be out for a while, but he's going to come back at some point. He's got a, high, a hefty price tag. Uh, I, You know, trading Derek Carr after one game is way overreacting, way overreacting. And, again, the biggest issue, and I understand what you're saying, but the biggest issue that I think is kind of the fine line that I was talking about when I asked Josh McDaniels about holding on to the ball and allowing a play to develop or just checking the ball down. And like RC said, you know, when you're a veteran, to your point, Passionate Raider, to your point, when you're a veteran, you just kind of have to feel it out. You have to know when that fine line is, you know. Do you hold on, hold on, hold on? Or even Josh McDaniel said, sometimes you just got to realize that the play is over. It's not going to work. Sometimes a running back is not going to be able to hit a home run. They're going to have to just take the two, three yards and live to see another down. You know, it's a fine line, and – you just have to figure out how to walk that fine line. So I get the frustration. It's one game. I wouldn't worry about it too much. There's a lot that you saw that I thought, or at least a lot that I saw that I thought was positive that the Raiders could build off of, but they got to go out there and do it. And, again, Aaron Rodgers went out and laid an egg. Matt Stafford went out laid an egg. Uh, Joe Burrow went out laid an egg. I mean, there was quarterback on top of quarterback on top of quarterback that had a really bad day. Matter of fact, I got a couple a couple numbers for you, um, and I, I don't I know I don't know what uh, offensive line grade you were talking about according to Pro Football Focus because what I saw even Colton Miller had a really bad day. The grade I saw on Colton Miller was like a fifty-eight something because Khalil Mack just killed him. So I, I don't know, and you know whatever that was at the morning tailgate reference, I didn't I didn't see that. I would love to know what it is because I, I didn't see. Two buttons to anyone on the offensive line have a really good day. But, look, Aaron Rodgers, no touchdowns. Dak Prescott, no touchdowns. Joe Burrow, two touchdowns, four interceptions, a fumble loss, and sacked seven times. D.C., we know the stats. Two TDs, three interceptions, sacked five times. Stafford, one touchdown, three interceptions, sacked seven times. I mean, those are all top, top 15 at worst quarterbacks in the league, right, from one stage to the other. Vegas Jets is in the building. Look out. Everyone look out now. Vegas Jets is in the building. Oh, man. Now the party's about to get started. So uh, thank you so much for that, uh, that call, though. I do appreciate you. Let's, uh, let's get one more call in, Damon, real quick if we can. Uh, how about Raider Fish? He's calling out of Berkeley. Raider Fish, what's on your mind? Welcome to the show. Oh, hey. I'm all over the place, so bear with me here. You know <laughs> the saying, if was a fifth, we all right? be drunk. Well, I must be a drunk, drunk ass. Because let me tell you some <laughs> ifs. 28 points. 28 points left. On the board. Let me go through them real quick. Bear with me here. Jacobs, if he don't slip, boom. Yep. Okay, touchdown. Yep. If Carr puts that ball on Waller early, touchdown. If Carr puts yep. more uh, air on the ball in the corner to Adams, touchdown. And that incredible linebacker play. But if Carr airs that out, uh, uh, Waller down the middle, touchdown. So that's 
to me, four touchdowns. But wait a minute. I told you I'm all over the place. Uh, our head coach reminded me. I went to Berkeley Public Schools. Baby, we got a great public school program. McDaniels reminded me of a fourth grade biology lesson. And it's the word exuvia. Exuvia. Look that up, baby. You know what that is? That's a dried no. up cocoon that's so thin that it crumbles. So our old line looked like an exuvia yesterday, <laughs> not a cocoon. Now, wait a minute. I don't want, I love cars, but don't be a sandal, all right? Don't flip-flop when you get to the podium. He said, first of all, cars are accountable. I love them. But he was accountable in the wrong way to me. He said, I didn't like the decisions. I'm not going to, no, B, you, you made the right decisions. Your decisions just lack precision. Be in possession of your aggression. I want you to be aggressive. I think he made the right decisions, but just lacked the execution, baby. That's it. Right. Don't get up there and be soft without a T, S-O-F. No. Get up there and be aggressive. Be, like I said, possession of your aggression, baby. I want you to continue to go and do what you did because if he connects, he just didn't execute. Now I'm about to ramble, so I'm going to get off the phone, cue. I love both of you. And DeMond, next time you tell me you're on next, I was expecting to be on next, baby, but I know you're busy. Let's go Raiders. <laughs> there he goes, Raider Fish calling out of Berkeley. And, yeah, man, I, didn't, I never even heard of that word you just said. Uh, I don't even know what it was, but uh, that little thin cocoon or thin dried-up cocoon, I like I like the breakdown of it. Did you know that word when he said it, Damon? Uh, no, but once he gave an explanation, I knew what he meant. Yeah, it's like the, like the shell, let's say more for insects, when they leave it behind. You've heard that word before? Yeah, it's like you hear a word before, but you're not like... I never heard that exactly. word. Oh, yeah. Uh, shout out to the bubble, the Berkeley uh, public school system, though, I guess. Apparently, he's got a good one there. I ain't mad at him. They got a really good school that goes by the name of the University of California, Berkeley, but I ain't never we known. We ain't trying to talk about them, though. Hey, oh, that sounds like a salty UNLV fan right there, or a, a salty UNLV alum. That sounds that? like somebody who, you know, I'm about to sound like, you know, for a couple of our callers, if we had UNLV fan radio, because Marcus Arroyo, <laughs> He let us down. The oh, players, geez. it's not on you. It was on the coaches. Oh, oh wow. There you go. DeMond trying to call his shot right now. All right. Appreciate you, DeMond. There you go. We'll talk some UNLV at some point as they took the L to the Cal Bears on Saturday. Uh, real quick, let's do some uh, producing on the air. Do you want Devontae Adams or Darren Waller? Devontae Adams is a little shorter or a little bit longer than Darren Waller. Which one is better for your time uh, slot right now, DeMond? Or do you not care? I really don't. We can go Adams. Okay, well, there you go. Let's go ahead and go into uh, Devontae Adams. It was funny, man, being in the locker room, waiting for him to get dressed. It's about five or six of us just kind of standing there, and we're looking around like, yeah, this is the awkward moment where you're standing behind a player waiting for them to get dressed. And, of course, he's going to take his time, and as he should, and we're just standing there just waiting like, yep, as soon as you finish getting dressed, dog, we're going to talk to you. And so uh, that's what we did. But a really good conversation, some really good answers. From the star wide receiver that had himself a hell of a day, uh, 10 catches, 141 yards, and a touchdown. Here's Devontae Adams. It's obviously about the results at the end of the game, but how did it feel just for you personally to be out there and with, with Derek throwing you the ball again? Feel great. Feel great. Obviously, you know, we, we're not really trying to take any more victories out of it, but we did a lot of good things out there. A lot. Goddamn, Dan. Uh, a lot of good stuff to, to build off of, but, um, you know, we, we did fall short. So winning is the, the goal in this league and for this team specifically. So uh, we got to tighten up and come back ready to play next week. 
You said that you weren't you didn't really know exactly what to expect coming in this game. But were you surprised? Like he went to you on the first play, and there was you were such a big part of the um, offense. So many targets so early on from the start. Were you surprised by that much uh, volume in your in your game for the for this one? No, not at all. That's I mean that's what they brought me here for to, to be a big part of this offense and and help uh, move the ball and, and put points on the board. So that's what I mean. That's my job. That's what I'm ready to do. I'm ready for. I mean I'm a volume type guy. So you know I'm always ready for that. And if the if the game goes any other type of way, then we'll adjust and we'll deal with that too. But that means that somebody else is probably you know handling their business and and uh, you know we're able to move the ball. So most important part is for this offense and team to do well, obviously. But um, you know if I'm if I'm a big part of it on any given week, I'm, I'm expecting that. Talk about that first play a lot, kind of coming in like to make sure to I mean, not make sure, but like get the first play out of the way and you know, get it to you right away. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, we didn't talk too much about it, but that's that's kind of what, what this camp has been like. You know, just give me opportunities to go out there, get in space, and, and make some plays. So just got to capitalize on the, as many of them as, as possible. The ball you put in your bag is that the touchdown? Yeah, yeah. How I guess what does that mean to you? I mean, it's just. It's, a, it's, it's kind of a, you know, I turned the page and, and kind of starting a new chapter in, in my in my career. So to be able to get in the end zone, you know, for my childhood team is something that meant a lot to me. You know, obviously didn't end up winning the game with it, but at the end of the day, it still means a lot. Bonte, you guys are still in it down the stretch despite the turnovers and the miss opportunities. Do you kind of view that as maybe something that's frustrating as offense or encouraging for what you could potentially do? I mean, it's, I look at it as something that's encouraging because, I mean, we, we beat ourselves today, really. I mean, that's not taking anything away from that team over there because that's a really good team. Um, you know, they, they did a lot of good things today, but you turn the ball over the way that we did today and then you still have an opportunity to go down and win. Uh, you know, it says a lot about you as a team fighting through adversity and still, you know, our defense uh, did their thing in the, in the second half. We just got to find a way to, you know, take care of the ball a little bit better and go down there and win. So I look at it as something that, you know, we can feed off of moving forward and, um, you know, try to keep it as positive as possible. Speaking of the turnovers, what did you see on the one that was intended for you in the end zone? Were you hoping to make a play on the ball in the corners? What did you see on that? Yeah, I mean, I could have, I, I definitely could have made a better play on that. I kind of wanted to wait and, and, and let it, uh, you know, dropping into the basket, and and I mean that guy made a great play. He he kind of fell off of the uh, the corner late and, and ran ran back there. I didn't think he'd get there that quick, and then um, he made a good play. But I could have helped Derek out on that for sure. Coming back to it, you know, I, I thought he bumped into me a little bit, but I, I if I would have come back to the ball a little bit better, I think it would have been a little bit more obvious for the ref to be able to call it. But um, can't let opportunities like that slip away. We got to maximize those because all camp we have, you know, we've, we've made those plays and. You know, I felt really good about it, and I still feel really good about it. You know, that, that play doesn't change anything, but definitely a lot that I could have done on that play to, to you know, prevent that. How frustrating was it to not get to throw the ball? <laughs> I don't. It was frustrating to to lose yards. I'm I'm not going into every game thinking you know I really want to throw the ball today, but you know that was obviously the design of that one. So I wish we could have got it off. It looked like Hunter was covered anyway, so I'm not sure what that would have looked like, but. Um, that's definitely not how we drew it up. So next time we definitely got to do a little bit better job. How's your arm? Amazing. <laughs> I hate to even ask you this because I got here late, man. I was going to talk with Derek and Coach, but uh, to finally get back on the field with DC, so you guys uh, had good cohesion, kind of like riding a bike. Yeah, I mean we. It's, I mean, I think you saw it today. It's a lot of a lot of good things we did out there. Obviously, could have connected on even more. I think you know there's more opportunities out there, but um, you know it's the first week. It's, it doesn't dictate a whole lot. Um, obviously, you want to come out the gate as, as strong as possible and, and put yourself in a good position to kind of feed off of that going into the next week, obviously. But um, I don't think anybody in here is too rattled by it. It's obviously was, you know, would have been better with a W today. But 
um, like I said before, because that was actually the very first question. But um, yeah, a lot of good stuff to feed off of, and, and just use that momentum that you know any any of that that we can move forward. How much of the missteps were is the first week, and just trying to trying to get it all together as an oiled unit? I mean, I don't know. You gotta sometimes see the see the tape sometime, and and you know dissect all of that. But um, definitely, there was some stuff today. I mean, but these the mistakes we made today are stuff that you know a lot of teams make week sixteen. So at the end of the day, we're not beating ourselves up too much about it. That's what the, the film is for. Come back. Nobody wins the season week one. That's just a fact of the matter. And we're gonna we're gonna come back. We're gonna be hard on ourselves because that's the type of team we are. That's the type of players we have that can take that. So be hard on yourself and, and find a way that you know you could have performed better so you can go and uh, capitalize on some of those opportunities that we missed the, the next week. It was a little noticeable that the Chargers defensive backs, they were trying to get a little shaky with you and you were kind of talking that talk back. How, how much fun is it just to go out there and compete? It's a lot of fun, man. I don't, I don't know about a lot of those guys doing that. I think there was one play maybe where something happened, but I don't, I don't really... It is what it is. I'm not, I'm not tripping off of that. <laughs> You want to reference the time when you turn whoever around in circles? I think on the uh, the forty one yard. Yeah, I think that was that was homeboy. Uh, he was talking about that was getting a little mouthy. Yeah, and uh, yeah, we made a pretty good play on that. I mean, we uh, we, we we got him back. I guess. Yeah, I think, yeah. You'll enjoy his reaction when you watch the tape on it. Yeah, but he, I mean, he'll enjoy the reaction that they got a W today. So he, he won overall, but uh, you know, definitely won that play. I guess you could say. Devontae Adams right there in the Raiders locker room following the game and you hear him talking about Asante Samuel Jr. and how he got a little mouthy and you know it is what it is I mean those guys are competitors and Devontae is an alpha dog and he had his way you know early and often you know I found it funny in that in that little media session in the locker room to hear the question about were you surprised that the game plan called your number so many times like no why would that surprise him, right? I mean, that's why you go and get Devontae Adams. You don't go get him to be the ultimate um, decoy. You know, it was funny. I thought that it would be a run play for the very first play, but then when they threw the ball to Devontae for the first play of the game, it wasn't like it was a shock. <laughs> it's Devontae freaking Adams. Like, it's supposed to be. You're supposed to go out there and, and use him. That's what we all were screaming for, right? That's why everyone said that you want to go make that, get that guy because that'd be the best weapon Derek Carr's had his whole career. Well, that's what he was. So it is what it is. Got a text. A couple texts we'll get to real quick to take a break. Uh, Sir Whiskey Ray said, oh, no, hold on. Q, well, it wasn't our weekend. We had high hopes to do well, but it turns out we literally just sucked. <laughs> Maybe we just are that bad and should hide our faces in a big brown bag. Sincerely, UNLV football, the Tennessee Titans, Adrian Peterson, and Tony Ferguson. Actually, that's from Sir Whiskey Ray. Uh, I like that. Uh, Vegas Pete said, Q, do you think there are crazed fans calling in like they're about Carr and Green Bay, Cincy, Dallas, San Fran? Talk about overreaction Monday. And I'll say about in Dallas, I'm sure that they're calling – Calling in, talking trash about Dak because, well, I know that they talk trash about Dak. Uh, Cowboy fans are very split on him. San Fran, I think a lot of fans are probably very nervous about what's going on with Trey Lance and if he's going to be the guy or not. I think they're very happy that they have Jimmy G as a backup for now. Uh, Green Bay, of course, they're not calling in like that. And Cincy, of course not. So, yeah, it is definitely overreaction Monday. But that's why I started the show saying I didn't want to go down the, the road of, oh, my gosh, the season's over after one game. Championships, division titles are not won in week one. They're not lost in week one either. Something to get uh, 
to, 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 to remember. Jason and Maryland getting really tired of whiny Raider fans making up their own PFF grades. Uh, let's see, we got another one. Oh, Sir, Sir Whiskey Ray hit us up again. Q&D, I'll be the first to say I was wrong with my prediction last week. I absolutely hate we lost to our division rival. However, it's only week one. For as bad as we played, we still had an opportunity to win this game in the last three minutes. Just came up a tad short. Three interceptions is just not acceptable. I know our coaching staff will make adjustments going forward. No excuses. We lost, and I'm already thinking about week two's opponent, the Arizona Cardinals. It's one game at a time, so let's keep things in perspective. Keep our heads up, Raider Nation. Got 16 more games to go. I'm all aboard on this team and the coaching staff again. That's from Sir Whiskey Ray, and I agree with that. I mean, it's just really there's nothing else you can say except for it's a loss. We will react to it today. We'll talk about it tomorrow, talk about some things that they can move do moving forward. And then on Wednesday, you turn the page. Wednesday, you start worrying about the Arizona Cardinals and worrying about week two. And then, you you know, rinse and repeat and continue to do that. And I do believe this team will be just fine. I really do. Um, you know, what we're talking about today is not what we'll be talking about in week four, week five, week six. It's going to be a whole different conversation, I do believe. But they got to go out there and they've got to do it. This is the first time that they've actually had the real reps. It's really been live. You know, preseason is one thing. But this is the regular season. 421 is the time. We'll take a quick break. Come on back, get to some calls, get some texts. I also have uh, some Cover 3 nuggets, some little notes that I wanted to get to. Plus, you'll still hear from Darren Waller and Jermaine Illuminor in the Raiders locker room. Got a lot to get to in a little bit amount of time. This is Raider Nation Radio 920. You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q on Raider Nation Radio. Live here from the underground lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino. Got a nice group of people here hanging out, ready for the game. Got some folks in some Seahawks jerseys, ready for the action. Seahawks and Broncos, the Russell Wilson Bowl. Needless to say who they're going for, but there's plenty of people here. So come on by, hang out. And I'll say right now, man, I think a lot of folks remember us being here last year. Because this is a nice little turnout for the first, uh, first time that we're here in the 2022 season. So come on by, hang out with us. A lot of great drink specials, a lot of great food specials. And as I mentioned, all these TVs, there's a bunch of TVs on the screens that you could check out. they got a baseball game going on on one right now, football on multiple TV screens. There's some tennis going on. There's a lot of action going on. So all we need is you. So come on by, hang out with us, and check out the game. Got a tweet from uh, Stackanova. said, Q, were you on I-15? Did you have the infamous ghost passenger riding with you? I don't know. I had Jesus ride with me, I think, because I swear at one point on that ride, I looked over and and I had someone sitting in the in the car with me, and then I did a double take, like, whoa, hold on, because at first I don't know, I just thought I was extremely tired, but I, I I'm not the guy who signs up for seeing things that aren't there, but man, like I said, Jesus took the wheel last night, as I was tired on the way to the house, and man, oh man. That I-15, that stretch from Barstow to the Vegas area is such a boring drive, and it's so dark, and there's so nothing there that even if you're not sleepy, you become sleepy. There's just no action at all. There's nothing. It's like I'm up here. I'm doing, like, the little shimmy dance and everything. I'm moving my legs. I'm pounding my chest, right? I mean, I'm doing, I'm doing all the stupid stuff. I got the sunroof open, you know. <laughs> I'll try to do everything I can to get a little extra whatever to try to uh to try to be wide awake but everything worked out fine like i said man i i joke a lot but uh honestly i think that uh that that whatever i saw in the car next to me that was that couldn't have been anybody but jesus taking the wheel for me uh let's go out to the phone lines at 702-365-9200 let's talk to raider one unit welcome to the show what's on your mind what's up q hey listen man 
appreciate the show today. Uh, first, uh, listen, I got to tell you, man, that, that Barstow trip, you're right. Even when I have my wife in the car, because she does no driving. <laughs> I do all the driving when we leave right. Vegas to go to Orange County. She does no driving, and I'm sitting there. She's on her computer playing games, having a good time, and I am totally hating life, dude. <laughs> just, it's yes. just, it is so hard. But, okay, let me just let me just move away from that. But So I want to shout out to the Aces. I was at that game yesterday. Nice. I, I appreciate what the Aces did, and hopefully they can, they can pull this off. Getting back to the Raiders, I, when I got home and put the game on, I was like, man, we, we're still in this thing. I think it was 3-3. And I thought to myself, okay, that's not too bad. Playing the Chargers on the road, we're still in this thing. And then it just all freaking fell apart. I was like, what the hell is going on here? And I'm just going to touch on Carr because I really like Carr. I think he's got skills. Like you said, I think he's top 12, top 15 quarterback. But I'm going to back up on one of your calls earlier when you said um, Carr doesn't like the – like to run that's part of his DNA. Yeah. And I'm going to say this. I was on I, I was on the range golf range on Saturday. Hitting hitting balls. I mean, I'm striking the ball like it's no tomorrow. I get on the course today. I played around in golf today. Horrible. <laughs> I mean, it's just brutal because I was so amped up about being on the course and I think that's what happened with Carr. He was so amped up, man. He just had all these toys, and I think when it comes to these de- defensive coordinators that he's going to come up against, they're going to look at film on Carr, and it, it, just from a pragmatic perspective, common sense, these coordinators are going to say one thing. Who is the weakest link on this team on offense? Well, it's not Devontae Adams. Renfro's going to get his catches. Waller's going to get his. Jacob's going to get his runs. They're just going to go after Carr. It's like Bill Belichick from the old days. They took away one person off the team and on the offense, and the rest of the team just followed suit. So I'm hoping Carr just, and I'm sure he will. You know, they, they got a good staff. I'm thinking he's, he's going to check down himself, look, look at what happened this past weekend. But I know these coordinators – they're going to be licking at the chops this upcoming weekend. The, the coordinator's in a film room right now developing a defense to go against the Raiders, and they're looking at one person they're going to go after because these other guys are going to get there. So who do you go after? Offensive line, and you go after Carr. So he just needs to settle down, stop doing the two-step back there, pitch the ball, settle down, relax, and he's going to get his numbers if he does what I'm suggesting. And it's very simple because if I'm a deep, if someone said, hey, one unit, let's hire you for defensive coordinator against the Raiders today. I'm going to give you $100,000. What do you want us to do? I'm going to say one thing. Let's get out to that offensive line and let's get out the car. I'm out, brother. You guys take care. I appreciate the call. Good stuff. Good breakdown. And, yeah, I mean, you know, you cut off the, the head of the snake, right? And, and Derek Carr is the head of the snake. I mean, he's what makes it go. So he's the guy responsible for getting the ball to Waller, to Renfro, to Adams, you know, uh, lining the team up correctly. So, I mean, if you you get after him, uh, everything's going to, you know, fall apart. Uh, The thing about it is, again, he's just got to work that fine line of 
when to get rid of the ball quickly and when to try to settle and, and, and hold on to it a little bit and let the, the, the play develop. You know, and I think that you were on to something when you said, and, and we've heard that before, that maybe he was a little amped up. He was excited to, to test out all his new weapons all at the same time. And, you know, you don't have to do that. Sometimes, you know what they say, sometimes you just let the game come to you. Maybe that was uh, what was going on. Maybe he didn't allow the game to come to him. Instead, like you mentioned, after the game, he was too aggressive. He went after the game. But look, I think we've all done that, right? I know I've been on platforms before where I was so excited and so happy about the opportunity that I went in there and I was like, oh, that show sucked because I just you know, couldn't execute because I was so fired up about the opportunity. That happens, right? And uh, I think that you know, professionals and the ones that are good and care will come back and be better the next day. And I do believe uh, this upcoming Sunday you're going to see a lot more from Derek Carr and the calls that we're getting about D.C. being bad. We'll hear about D.C. being good. Let's uh, go in. Let's see. Uh, let's get one more call in tomorrow real quick. I'm trying to navigate and trying to get everything in on this show. Uh, Raider Mac, welcome to the show. What's on your mind, brother? Hey, what's up? Q, what's up, Demond? Hey, Q. Next time you taking that ride home, get that five hour energy and put it in the car. Just leave one in there, just in case. <laughs> anytime you leave, seriously, yep. man, that's gonna help. Yeah, you you're right. Than Red Bull and all that other stuff. I done took that drive, and I, I pulled over and had to do that. But anyway, Q. I, you know what? It's an overreaction by Raider fans. I'm, I've been a Raider fan for a long time, and we we always overreact whether we win or lose. That's just that's why we call fans. Because right. we, we, we play emotional. Yeah, Derek Carr didn't play well. And, Q, you brought up a great point. He's not going to change his stripe. Derek Carr is who he is. He's not going to run. I, for everybody expecting him to do all that stuff in the pocket, the only thing, it, like you said, is that it comes natural to some players. Like Tom Brady, he's 45 and it's still – did you see how he slides and do – Derek Carr just right. don't have that. Some guys right. just don't have it. The good point – the defense, you you got to get a defense credit. I mean, I, I mean, they sure. balled out. Even though, even in that first drop, even in that first drive that the Chargers, you know, and you you called it in the summertime about Hobbs, man. You hit it on the nose. That kid is the best player on our team, hands down. And that includes what what, what on defensive side, but right. you know, Devontae you. Adams is real, man. I you know I didn't realize how great this kid is till <laughs> I saw the game yesterday. He's ridiculous. Right. And we thank you for bringing in all these interviews and stuff, man, because we didn't get that last year and all that stuff. But, Q, the biggest thing coming up this week against the uh, uh, Arizona Cardinals is just, just, just play our game, and that's it. And, and one of the things was what I told you back, what I called you a couple weeks before, we should have played guys. I don't know if that would have changed the outcome, but we should have played guys because you need to play in the preseason. Everybody that played, Mahomes, I watched Mahomes yesterday. Q, that dude was on fire. And he played yeah, he in the preseason, Josh Allen. So, you know what? Raider fans would just just take it down because next week, next week, um, I mean, this is not a gimme game. Don't don't get that twisted. Everybody, this is the NFL. You, you, you're not getting no gimme game. So, my thing is, once you win, you'll hear everybody back on car side and back on the Raiders. But what I did want to call, and then my last thing I'll let you go, is McDaniels. Why you ran screens all through the, the preseason? Why you didn't run now one yesterday? Went back to uh, John Gruden's way. And Carson, you've got to kick the ball. You cannot. That was a turning point, too, when he kicked that ball out of bounds. And I'll let you go, man. Great job. You guys did a great job. Thank you. Hey, thanks for the call. Good stuff. Yeah, Carlson kicking the ball out of bounds. That was an uh, un unforced error, right? That's something that 
Uh, he didn't have to do, and he did it, and that gave the Chargers great field position. You know, not doing any of the screen passes. I mean, that was something that Josh McDaniels talked about as well. He said, you know, it'd be great if, you know, that every time I call a screenplay, uh, you know, the, the defense is screaming up the, up the, def, uh, up the field and 15 yards, uh, you know, past the line of scrimmage, so then the screen pass works really well. So there's, there's a lot of tinkering. Remember, it's new for Josh McDaniels as well as far as the Raiders play caller and, and head coach. So this is all new. Everything was new. It goes back to should the guys have played a little bit in the preseason? Eh, probably. But, you know, it's easy to say now. And if they had won, they would have said, see, no big deal. They didn't have to play in the preseason. So it's always one of those situations, you know, like I said, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. But good call, my man. I do appreciate you. And, yeah, five-hour energies, I do have those in the, in the car with me as well, man. I always, I always have some kind of energy drink or something to, to try to get me where I need to go. So uh, I do appreciate the call, my man. Good to hear from you. Uh, let's take, let's see, 4.37 is the time. I don't think we have time to take a break. Let's go to, uh, let's go to Darren Waller, DeMond. Darren Waller, we had an opportunity to catch up with in the locker room. This is the first time we actually had a chance to talk to him following uh, him signing that contract extension as well. Three years, $51 million is basically what he got to add on to the two years that he still had left on the contract. So Darren Waller is going to be a Raider for quite a while. Excited about that. Here was D Darren Waller in the locker room following the game. You guys talked a lot this training camp about not doing things that hurt you, losing games. You know, learn how to win, not lose three interceptions and penalties. Do you feel like you kind of not gave this one away, but helped contribute to it? A little bit? Uh, yeah, that's true. Uh, the things that we set out to do as far as standards didn't accomplish today. Uh, it's, uh, it just was what it was today. So uh, we got to find a way to, to get better. Uh, 16 more opportunities at least. So. Uh, you got to look at it from a st standpoint of being urgent about getting better and being honest about what it looks like, but also like not beating yourself over the head with a sledgehammer because it's a marathon, you know. But yeah, we uh, we didn't do we didn't live up to our standard today. Is it more frustrating or hopeful that in spite of it all, you guys were a player two away from maybe winning this game? It's a little bit of both, especially with frustrating with um, the turnovers and uh, blown assignments and stuff like that, but also hopeful as well from the way that guys fought and were in the position to win, win the game, go down there and, you know, take the lead. Um, but, yeah, so I think it's a little bit of both. What kind of went into the teams, uh, despite, you know, having the, the turnovers and interceptions in the second half, kind of keeping your composure to where you were able to be in the situation and maybe have a chance to win going down the stretch? Um, we got a lot of level-headed guys, a lot of guys that can, you know, stay in the middle ground. Sorry about that. Um, when, when things like, you know, we can come out and, you know, have a great touchdown like we had to start the second half. Like, some guys may get too high off that. And then it's like you have uh, a turnover, and it's like some guys may get too low, but we have a lot of guys that can just like, stay in that middle ground. And uh, that's, what, that's what it's like on Sunday or Sunday, you know. Uh, sometimes it doesn't go the way that you'd like it to go, but you can always control how you respond to things. So I'm proud of guys for that. In terms of cohesiveness, we all understand that the team or the, the team's offensive skill players didn't play in the preseason. Um, in terms of cohesiveness, how did it feel in that first quarter? Did you guys, do you feel like it kind of clicked right away or did it take some time to click? Um, I thought there were things like, especially on that uh, that first drive where we had, we kind of uh, marched down the field and then it was tough to kind of build a rhythm after that in the first half. Um, but yeah, there was a little things, that, there are pl plenty of little things that we got to work on, but I think that there were uh, signs of, you know, what we can do as well early on in the game and throughout. You said uh, Devontae sets the standard. I, I know it didn't go the way you wanted today, but was today an example of that? He was pretty unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, 
I mean, you see, you see it's clear as day. I mean, that one route he had, he broke the dude off. I mean, that was unbelievable. But, yeah, he, he sets the standard. Everybody knows that. Everybody follows that, and it, it raises everybody's energy level up. So uh, it, it definitely does for me. Uh, so, uh, yeah, we appreciate him. Throughout the offseason, you said no matter whether your contract gets, gets taken care of or not, you were practicing, you were playing, but how big of a weight is it off your shoulders? To, and how important was it to have it done just even just before the season started? Um, I think it's really cool timing. Uh, I think that plays into into faith. You know, I, that's why sometimes I don't even know why I even worry about things anymore, you know. Um, but I really appreciate the Raiders because they didn't have to do what they did uh, with me being in a position with two years left. So very grateful to them for working towards that and uh, wanting to be fair to me and communicating with me the whole, throughout the whole process. So I appreciate them uh, going about it the way that they did. How quickly do you clear this game and, and start looking on to Arizona the next week? Um, start looking at film tomorrow. Um, dive deep into it. Uh, look at all the little details of every single play. Uh, and then it's Arizona from there. Uh, starting tomorrow evening uh, and Tuesday as well on the off day. And then, yeah, we, keep, we get rolling from there. How important is it that everyone does do exactly that, clears it immediately? Uh, very important, yeah. Clear, it, it, like It's kind of like that balance I was talking about. It's like clearing it quickly, but also looking at it in an honest way for like, okay, what really needs to be improved on, uh, finding that balance. It should be tough at times, but yeah, it's, it's got to be clear quick. Are there any plays that happen in this game where you right now just are, know that you're like, you're like, man, I want to have that one back for you personally? Yeah, uh, Mosa uh, whooped me for a sack. Um, we were driving down the field, I believe it was the third quarter. Um, and yeah, he got around me uh, pretty good. And yeah, I wish I could have that back. So uh, I'm not just talking about other people. I'm talking about me as, uh, as well. So uh, yeah, I wish I could have that one back. There you go, Darren Waller. Again, just like we heard Josh Jacobs' accountability. Here's accountability right there from Darren Waller. You know, talking about I I allowed Joey Bosa to get get to the quarterback. He whooped me on a on a sack. I mean, that's that again. That's accountability. Does that make you know the day better? No, but it's still you, you realize these players are accountable for their actions. You, you heard Devontae Adams talk about the interception that D.C. threw his direction, that deep ball. He could have gone up and made a, a, a better effort at the ball, which is something that I do believe he could have done as well. He said he tried to let the ball drop in his bread basket instead of going up there and high-pointing the ball. If he tried to go up and high-point the ball, maybe it just falls to the turf instead of his interception. Not saying that I'm trying to point the finger at Devontae, but there's a lot that goes into every single play. So uh, good stuff right there. From Darren Waller, uh, got a quick text. As a matter of fact, we'll get to some texts and some calls, uh, and we'll hear from Jermaine Illuminor as we close up the show. We'll come back from the Oyo, the Underground Lounge, uh, inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino with Raider Nation Radio 920. You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q on Raider Nation Radio. It's on and popping right now at the Oyo, the Underground Lounge is our spot. Monday Night Football, Seattle, Denver is going down. Got all my folks in the building. Told you. Told you it's on and popping, man. You got to come on by here hang out with us, man. Raider Vice is in the building. Raider Vice has made a return. Haven't seen him in a minute, but he's back. He's uh, He's been doing a lot of uh, on-the-down-low type activities, but he's back now hanging out with us. So come on by and hang out as well. Got a quick text I want to get to, and then we'll hear from Jermaine Illuminor. Jason in Maryland said, can you please speak on the defense? They did all right, but there was only one pass breakup on the game, and that was Hobbs' play. Other than that, the Chargers let us off the hook by going to the run. We could not stop, stop Herbert. Great point. And that was one of the things that I was saying throughout the course of the game. Where is Crosby and Chandler Jones not getting pressures but getting home? Too many times 
there was uh, Justin Herbert was able to roll out and just get away and get free and make a big play down the field or just get away from the pass rush. Happened way too many times. Uh, you know, there was no interior push. The, the, the run game, they ran the ball a lot, like, like Jason said, over 30 times and only averaged two-point-something yards per carry, which is great, but they just basically shut down their offense towards the end of the game and it almost cost them. But, uh, yeah, no, the defense has to be better. Pass breakups got to be there. Turnovers need to be there. It's all got to be there, man. They gotta, they've got got to continue to get better, and now they're dealing with a bunch of injuries. So uh, there's that as well. So we'll see how it moves or goes moving forward. But, Jason, you bring up a really good point. Uh, definitely appreciate you pointing that out. Uh, now, as we close out the show, let's hear from Jermaine Illuminor. He was a guy that was part of that offensive line rotation that, by the way, offensive line rotations are never going to work. In a, in a full-time capacity, but it's something that they're working on right now because, as Josh McDaniels told us earlier today, seven guys earned the right to play. They just have not found the five that they need to be the one cohesive unit, but that is what they're looking for. But here's Jermaine Illuminor in the locker room following the game. The offense as a whole, I mean, you know, even though you guys had multiple turnovers and it had some struggles, you, know, you had a situation where late in the game you had a chance if, if you go score that drive, you could potentially win. Is that a frustrating thing to kind of have that happen, or is it more so encouraging? Um, you know, Josh preached that it was going to be a four-quarter game, and we knew that it was going to come down to the wire, especially with the Chargers. Like, you know, I've only been there for two years, but if my memory serves correct, it's always been a close game between the Raiders and the Chargers. So knowing that, we knew that we were going to have an opportunity at the end of the game to win the game, whether it was the defense holding the offense, like the, um, the Chargers offense out the end zone or the offense getting in the end zone, you know, and I feel like it's going to come down to that every single time we play the Chargers. And so, you know, next time we're out there, you know, we're executing our game plan, and I think we do a lot better. But there's definitely a lot you can take away from this game. Appreciate you. No problem. I mean, what's, what's, I'm sorry if you already answered this, but was, what were the challenges of what the game plan was with the right side of the offensive line, especially guys switching in and out and having different combinations of them. I don't think there was necessarily any challenges. I think that everyone came to play, um, and, you know, you just had to do what you could do in the situation we was put in, you know, whether that was me playing next to Lester or Dylan, you know, whether I was there again, a couple of set, um, reps in, you know. So I think as a pro, you have to take it upon yourself to – know the situation you're in and you know don't let that affect your game because like I said we're out there and if you let that affect your game then that's gonna you know Bosa and Kulamek are gonna feed off that so you know every single time you're out there you gotta just block all that out and just go ball. I guess the positive to that is you're, you're fresher you can mm -hmm. go in and out. Yeah that's one thing I mean it's the NFL so you're gonna get banged up regardless yeah. but you know I guess if you look at it you could be a little bit fresher once you get out there you gotta make sure you stay warm on the sideline though because you never know what's gonna happen so um, yeah, I guess that's one thing you can look at. Again, sorry if you were asked before, but what kind of challenges did Khalil Mack give you in this game? Well, I mean, namely that, that bull rush that he put on. I mean, what happened on that play? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's funny because he tried to bull rush me to play before, and I stopped that thing. Up, but, yeah. <laughs> he's, a, he's a great pro, the best player we're ever going to get, you know, so... Um, it was a good. It was a good rush by him. He was. I think he was starting to get frustrated. And, you know, it was one of those one of those things you can look back at and be like, you know, damn, if I would have put this hand right here, then he would. I would have stopped him again. You know, but um, I think it was a really good battle between us. No, like I said, no one's ever going to be perfect. I wish I could get that back, and I was able to go against him a couple other times and you know, stop that. But you know, there's always going to be that one play in a game where you're like, damn, I wish I could get that back. And I'm sure everyone on this team, and I'm sure the Chargers too, you know, got the W. They're like, damn, I wish I could get that played back, you know, but you can't let that affect your game, because I was in the second quarter and it was a full quarter game, so if I would let that play affect my play in the fourth quarter, I'm sure it would 
he would have fed off that and got way more sacks or pressures or whatever, you know. So it's a, you got to have a one-play mentality, you know, move on to the next play and forget, like, you know, have a short memory too. Like, damn, he got me he, I mean, like, I mean, he got me there, bang, all right, new play, next play. And that's the type of mentality you got to have with this game. How much is it just a little, like an inch here or there, you know, like you said, if I just put my hand here, I mean, how, how many times do you look back and just say, okay, it was just a small little thing that we did wrong yeah. in that play? I think as an offensive lineman, there's always one more thing you can do to make the play even more successful. You know, um, there was a lot of times where I had a lot of, a lot of success, and there was that one play right. where, you know, I was I, I knew I was going to get him one-on-one, and, you know, I was overthinking it a little bit, and that led to him getting to me, right? I think a lot of the time on the offensive line, it's a game of chess. You know, you got to make – got to have – you know how they're, they're like, you know, in chess, they're four step, like they're four moves ahead of you. Like, you know, they make one move, but they go through so many different moves in their head to see which one's going to be the right one. That's how it's offensive line, especially playing the tackle. And I'm sure other tackles can relate to that. You know, you're, once you're down there, you're like, damn, he may hit me with this, 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 this. What is he going to hit me with? And you got to think about how that one rep is going to go. And so, you know, I kind of, you know, I let that one go, which pisses me off because, you know, I was, you know, there's always way more you can do, but. It's cool seeing that on film. You're like, bang, if I do this, then next time he's not going to get that, which is going to be the case. Um, you know, he's a great player, and he's bound to do something in the game. You know, great players like him always make their presence known. But I think that as offensive line, we know that we're capable of playing at a high level, and, you know, we're going to practice this weekend. You know, there's one, two things on film that we see that we're like, damn, we did that. We're going to do that this week and get better because of that. Thank you. All right, guys, that's it. Thank you. Man, Jermaine Illuminor right there in the locker room. And, like, I don't know if he's going to be an all-world right tackle. I don't know if he's going to be an all-world right guard. I don't know if he's going to be an all-world offensive lineman at all. But the one thing I can appreciate about Jermaine Illuminor is how much he cares. Right? You can hear it in his voice how much he cares. I mean, even talking about getting beat on that bull rush by Khalil Mack, you can hear, I mean, literally in the locker room, he said, oh, like, you know, you could just see the frustration on his face. Not because we asked the question, because he knows that was a play that he, he, he could have done better on. Right? I mean, and, and that's – I can appreciate that. Look, if you are giving me everything that you got, and I don't mean me personally, but I'm just saying if you're out there giving me what you got and you don't succeed, that's one thing. But if you're half-assing it and you don't succeed, that's another thing. Jermaine Illuminor, the one thing you don't have to worry about that dude is him not going full throttle, giving everything he's got. The way he was breaking down – what happened and how he just moved his hand here and, oh, hey, he, he tried to bull rush me on this other play and I stuffed that thing. I mean, you, you can hear it in his voice. Again, that doesn't make you win games. It doesn't. But I can appreciate the effort. I can appreciate Jermaine Illuminor and talking to us in the locker room and gave us plenty of time. You know, we were like the second wave of guys that actually talked to him. So whatever we just played right there, four or five minutes from him, he probably talked about ten minutes because, like I said, we are the second wave. So a lot of good stuff from Jermaine and Luminor. Coming up on tomorrow's show, uh, I know that we'll have John McClain coming up at 3 o'clock from the Houston Chronicle, or now he's not from the Houston Chronicle, but uh, we got John McClain. We'll have Lincoln Kennedy, and I just found out that we'll have Mike Greenberg from ESPN. So Greeny will join us at 2.30 to kick things off. So we're going to have a locked and loaded show tomorrow, uh, plus plenty more of where that came from. A lot of stuff to get to. Make sure you wake up with the morning tailgate, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. right here on Raider Nation Radio 920. And come by the OYO tonight for Monday Night Football. Good night. Uh-huh.